Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. I want to make it, don't you? Amen. I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for what God has done. I'm thankful that I have experienced Pentecost and what it means to be Pentecost. I've repented, still repenting, <laughs> daily. Paul said, I crucify my flesh daily. Uh, I'm thankful that the blood of Jesus Christ has been applied for the remission of sins in a watery grave called baptism in Jesus' name. I was baptized. Thankful for that experience, and I'm thankful that he filled me with the gift. Yes. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Yes, amen. Spirit of Almighty God inside of us. Amen. New creatures in Christ Jesus. And I'm thankful to him. We used, I'm, I've got probably three or four word shots put together tonight. I'm just going to kind of drop the first one here. We were talking this week. and You know, it, if you're going to live for God, it's going to take uh, for sure two things. You're going to have to be submitted mm-hmm. and committed. That's right. Amen. Our amen. church has to stay submitted to the will of God. And committed to God. Second Chronicles, I was almost going to use this as my text tonight. Second Chronicles, you know, 7, verse 14. He said, if my people were called by my name, would humble, would submit themselves. Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. And I will heal their land. That word heal, the Hebrew word is rapha. It's not just talking about a physical healing, but it's talking about bringing a wholeness to something. If we are going to move forward in revival, and that's... That really shouldn't be a question. We are going to move forward in yes. revival. We have to first humble and submit ourselves. Right. It starts with repentance. It starts with submission to God. Amen. The flesh cried out to the Spirit in the Garden of Gethsemane, Not my will, but thy will be done. The first battle you fight in salvation is submission. And it's, it's one of the hardest for the most. And he said, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray. Prayer is still the answer. And how we pray is still the answer. Uh-huh. And if we can stay submitted... It will help us stay committed to Him. That's right. Amen. Amen. If we want a spirit of unity, of wholeness, of healing, uh-huh. we have to submit That's right. Amen. to God. That's right. Amen. And anyone who will not submit, if they're not submitted, they're not committed. 
And if they're not submitted, God won't hear. And if they're not submitted, God won't put them together and heal and bless and multiply. But if we will submit ourselves to the will of God and put God first. Yes, amen. Amen. There will be a healing. Can I speak just from, what I, from my heart what I'm feeling tonight? We have to stay humble and submitted to God. That's right. We have to stay submitted as a body. And there might be those who would try to come among us without a submissive spirit. And God kicked the devil out. I want to stay submitted Amen. and committed. Amen. Not my way, but His way. Not my will, but His will. Yes. Amen. Because the submitted and the humble and contrite heart, He won't turn away. God looks. He, he's looking for the one, those that are submitted to Him. And I'm telling you, when we unite together, when we submit together, we'll unite together. Amen. Because God will heal. Rafa, He will put us together, bring us together. I pray there's a, a spirit of submission to God that would sweep over the apostolic rock church like never before. God, I feel... God, I need you to, I submit all myself to you. My hopes, dreams, aspirations, my desires, everything unto you. Because if we will submit and humble ourselves, God, you will raise up this, this church in great revival like this city has not seen before. Just kind of how I feel right now. There, there, I'm telling you. There's no limit on what God can do. But He will only do for that which is submitted to Him. You talked about being in the hand. We talked about that. I want to be in the hand of God. Because if I put myself in the hand of God, I'm submitting wherever He wants to lead and guide. And I'm committing to wherever He wants me to go, whatever He wants me to do. That, that's what I want to do. Those that aren't submitted, they'll, I just want the hand of God over me, but I'm going to go do my own thing. God said, you ain't going to get it. Hello. That's word shot number one. I already took ten minutes of my message tonight. God is good? All the time. How many are thankful for the Lord tonight? Amen. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 38. I really did have a couple thoughts tonight. That's one of them. We, we may not get to all of them tonight, but we're going to get to at least one more. How about that? I'm looking at the time. <clears throat> Isaiah 38. I was reading. I was reading today. I read quite a bit in the book of Acts today. I love the book of Acts. And I, I was, then I was 
drawn to some verses in the Old Testament, and I was, I went to Kings, I went to, went to Isaiah, and I, I was reading in Isaiah thirty-eight, and I almost gave Sister Calvinus the the, uh, the verses. But if you want to start reading at the beginning, it's about how Hezekiah uh, was told by Isaiah that you need to get your house in order. And I even wrote that. I've got a, I've got a little a page. Of a little brainstorm, I was going, oh man, that's a mess. Get your house in order. So there you go, there's a, there's a word shot right there. Get your house in order. Set your house in order. He said, because you're fixing to die. What great news from the man of God. Man of God comes to you. You're going to die, get your house in order. Hezekiah, I've always thought, I did a little study, I always thought Hezekiah, he must have been an old man. You know, getting ready to die, you live long. He was about 39 years young. He wasn't even an old man. He wasn't an old man. He wasn't even over the hill. His dad had died about the same age. He had an issue, he had a growth. We know God can touch those. The Bible says he turned his face against the wall. You can read it earlier, Isaiah. I'm just going to probably should have just read it, but I like telling it. It's so fun. He turned his face to the wall and he began to pray. And you know what he did? He reminded God of his faithfulness. Sometimes you need to remind God, God, I'm still believing in you. I'm still trusting in you. I'm still praying. God, I'm still here. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Can I just encourage somebody? You just keep on reminding God. And you know what God did? He said, hey, man of God, turn around go tell him. I'm going to give him 15 more years. Because of his faithfulness. Because he reminded me of his faithfulness. Because he reminded me that he has been submitted and committed. <laughs> this time the man of God had good news. Hey, he gave you 15 more years. Whew. Now, I don't know about you, but Hezekiah, about that 15th year, I bet he was really nervous. <laughs> Maybe not. Because you don't find him turning his face against the wall. I believe he accomplished what God wanted him to accomplish, and he knew he was accomplishing what God wanted him to accomplish. Then I found a little nugget, and that's what I want to take my text. Go down to verse 16. Hezekiah has been given 15 more years. You can read down a few verses later in a moment if you want to, but it shows how what the men of God told him to do, how they treated him, and his growth, it went away. God healed him. Hezekiah says, O Lord, by these things men live, and in all these things is the life of my spirit. So wilt thou recover me and make me to live. Man. God can recover, He can restore, He gives life. 
Hezekiah now has 15 more years. He's like, whoa, you've restored life to me. Wow. And then I found this little nugget. Verse 17, behold, for peace I had great bitterness. But thou hast in love to my soul. God loves me. God loves you tonight. You've delivered it from the pit of corruption. It's not really enough that you gave me more years. That really doesn't matter. But it's that you've delivered me from the pit of corruption. For thou hast cast all my sin behind thy back. I feel the Holy Ghost. God, you've put all my sin behind your back. You don't look at it. Like Paul said, I'm already preaching right now. Forgetting those things which are. You not only need to put it behind you, you need to put it behind his back. And when they crucified him on Calvary, Brother Tracy's already helped me preach this, it was the cross that was on his back. It was the cross that carried the sin. Because he was the sacrifice for it was the cross that carried it. He carried the cross on his our sins. On the cross. When they were nailing his hands and his feet, they were nailing our sins. Putting them behind. I can't even get out of the text. Hezekiah said, Thou hast cast all my sin, all my sin, behind thy back. Wow. I don't know about, I got, I got a lot of sins back there. <laughs> I got a lot of sin behind his back. I want it to stay there. <laughs> I want to leave it on the cross. <laughs> I want to leave it under the blood. <laughs> and so this may not make sense yet, but how I'm going to make, why I'm using this this way. But I want to preach for five, ten minutes maybe. I won't be long. Going behind God's back. Going behind God's back. Help me pray right now, would you? We need the Lord to talk to us. God, we need you in this place. I need you to touch me. I need you to speak to me and through me. We, your people, need to hear a word from you. Give us, God, ears to hear what thus saith the word. Give us a heart for understanding, I pray in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. Give him a hand clap of praise as you're seated tonight. Praise God. When I repented of my sins, I was baptized in Jesus' name, all my sins were washed away. Amen. I was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. But it was through the salvation process 
that my sin was placed behind him, not just behind me. Paul said we can forget those things which are behind and we press, we reach, we stretch forward. He went on to say we are looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. I'm moving ahead and I'm putting some things behind me. But you got to put some things behind Jesus too. If you're going to make it. Amen. Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. That that word uh, uh, shoulder means uh, shakim. It means a spur of a hill. It's a place of burdens. That's where he was crucified, at the place of the skull, at a place of the burdens. It's the same term. He was the one that shouldered the load at Calvary. What was the load? My sin. And he put it behind us. He put it behind him. Praise God. Anybody thankful for the cross tonight? 1 Corinthians 1.18, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. There are some sins that are behind Him. Some of them used to be on me. Now they're behind Him. Praise God. I wonder if if you took a little trip or could get just a little bit, a little glimpse of all of the terrible, horrible sins that are behind his back. Because somebody came to an eye, I really don't want to see them to be honest. But it would probably shock in all, all of us at some of the things that people who now sit on pews or chairs in the house of God and people who are preaching the gospel, people who are singing praise team or ushers or hostesses, or it would probably amaze you at some of those things which are behind him. But I'm thankful he turned his back to it. He went to the cross and shed blood so that we could be redeemed, we could be restored, we could be reconciled, we could be set free by the blood of the Lamb, and he turned his back to our sin. He said, you don't have to have it ahead of you. You can put it behind you. But guess what? I'm going to put it behind me too. And we're going to move forward together. For Colossians 1.19. For it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of His cross... By, we have peace through the blood of His cross by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself. I am thankful for the blood of the cross. Amen. Praise God. Colossians 2.13 And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath He quickened or made alive together with Him. We are with Him, not behind Him. Oh, yeah. If we're behind Him, we're in sin. But if we're with Him, having forgiven you of all trespasses, He said, hey, I'm going to walk with you, you're going to walk with me, and we're going to put some things behind us. Having forgiven you of all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. 
He was on the cross, but the cross was behind him. Symbolic of our sins are behind his back. And having spoiled principles and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing, triumphing over them in it. He said, we're going to put this behind us. Can I just encourage somebody that's either here tonight or somebody that listens in whenever this is posted on the Internet? You can put and you need to put some things behind you and leave it there. And you need to, you get to put some things behind him when you follow that plan of salvation that was already mentioned tonight. Praise God. Thankful for the cross tonight. I'm thankful for the blood tonight. Praise God. Sing songs at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. Or at the foot of the cross, or at Calvary, all these old hymnals. Lead me to the cross, or for the cross, or Rock of Ages, or I like some of these. There's power in the blood. Or thank God for the blood. Or his blood still works. Or a song we used to sing, nothing like the blood, no, nothing but the blood. Oh, the blood, for it reaches <laughs> to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley. And what does it do? It puts it behind him. (laughs) Puts our sin behind him. Puts our sin behind us and we get to walk with him. Thankful for the old rugged cross tonight. Praise God. Paul said forgetting, forgetting those things which are behind. Her getting those things. It was Paul that also said, O oh, wretched man, who shall deliver me from this body of death? This dead man I'm carrying around. He said, oh, but I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. We are delivered. We get to put the old man behind us because he put... He said, I'll make a way for you to put the sin behind me. I'm going to turn my back to it because of the cross, because of the blood. You still got to be baptized in Jesus' name to put it there. But Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. How do we do that? We put it behind us. We put it behind him because for the blood of Jesus Christ. We do that. And we put it there and we need to. Don't go back there. Now you can maybe see where I'm going with the title. I don't ever want to go back there. You see, sin is transgression of the law. It's disobedience. There was a king in Israel, his name was Saul. And he disobeyed God and he didn't destroy all of the Amalekites and their their crops and their animals. He didn't listen. Samuel came to him and gave him the word from the Lord and said, you need to go destroy it. And he did not. He tried to circumvent. He tried to go around the word of God. People need to be careful when they try to justify themselves and try to circumvent the word of God. 
People need to be careful that they don't let pride, that four-letter word. Sorry. It was just, it was there. It's not my notes. You weren't here, some of you were here Sunday night. It's an inside joke. I'm sorry, I should have. Some people let pride puff them up. And they're going to try to circumvent the will of God. And they're going to try to, as if they can do it in secret and go behind His back. But God knows and sees it all. But here's the thing. When someone, if you don't get anything, this is it right here. If you try to go behind God's back, you're going to find yourself in a mess of sin. When you... Swallow the, the tail, don't, or swallow, don't gag on the tail. When you try to circumvent the man of God, you better be careful when you circumvent, when you try to think, well, I'm going to do it my way, and you let pride puff you up, because you're going back behind him, and that's where there's a mess of sin. God, I want to stay at the foot of the cross, not behind it. I want to be thankful that I can come to the cross and I can plead the blood and I can repent and I can be cleansed all over again and then I can stand up and we're going to walk forward together and I can leave it back there behind both of us. There's a whole graveyard of sin behind the cross. It's called the place of the skull for a reason. It's a place of death. Forgetting those things which are behind we get to move forward why in the world do what i want to go back to that you know how people get back in sin it's because they circumvent the cross they go right around him i'm gonna i'm trying to bring that submission and that committed back you know what if we don't stay submitted and we don't stay humble and we don't continue to humble ourselves even unto the obedience of the cross We're going to find ourselves behind it in a mess of sin. And I don't ever want God to turn His back on me. I'm trying to help somebody right now. I don't even know if it's somebody that's in this place. I really don't. I'm just just sharing what's on my heart this afternoon. All afternoon. I'm telling you, I want to stay with Him. And I want to be right with Him. And if, I, if there's sin that arises, I say, God, I want to be separated from that sin. I want you to put that sin behind you. I want you to put that sin behind me. And I want to walk with you. I want to move forward. If there be any wickedness in me, search me, oh God. I, I, I plead the blood. God, if there be any sin, even if I forgot that I did or I, I said or I had a bad attitude, and God, would you forgive it all? I repent. I change. I turn. I don't want to circumvent. What happened to Saul? He said, I'm going to circumvent. I, I, know, that's, I know God said not to, you know, to destroy it all and not to bring it back. But you know what? I'm going to do it my way anyway. He tried to circumvent. And here's the thing. Because he did, God turned his back on him. And he said, Samuel, go anoint another one. I'm a, you're going to go anoint one of Jesse's kids. And it ends up being David. Saul, if you want to stay, stay back there in that mess, because here's the thing, sin always separates itself from God. God always separates himself from sin. That's why he turns his back to it.
disobedience. Matter of fact, it was in that same, same text, same context. Saul, he t- turned to witchcraft. Disobedience is the same thing as witchcraft. Being disobedient to God is trying to circumvent and go around the cross as if you got a better idea and another way of salvation, as if you can save yourself. Well, I'm going to be disobedient because I'm going to say, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to, pride goeth before and the haughty spirit before fall. And I know I'm talking, preaching, talking, singing to the choir tonight. And if the shoe doesn't fit, you ain't Cinderella. Don't worry about it. Just pray for whoever. Because <laughs> Apostolic Rock Church, just serving notice, we're going forward. We, we're going forward. We're going to humble ourselves. The only way to walk with Him is to humble ourselves. only way to stay committed is to be first submitted and committed to Him. But if we think we got a better idea, we're going to find ourselves behind Him because that's probably that's going to be sin. We're going to find ourselves in sin and He's going to turn His back. I don't want to go back there. I don't want God to turn His back on me. Anybody feel that way? Amen. Let's stand together. I told you I wouldn't be long. I got more notes, but I've already caused one baby to cry. The definition, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll close it with this. And, and <laughs> there's, there's danger with being behind Jesus preached a real powerful message, and all he said was, remember Lot's wife. She trailed from behind. She wasn't walking with him. She trailed. There was something in her spirit that, there was something in her spirit. There was sin, if you will. And there was, she trailed from behind her husband, and she looked back. He said, no man looking back is fit for the... Why would you want to go back there and look? Hey, did I leave anything worth having? When, you, when Jesus forgave you of your sin, is there any of those sins you want to keep? There ain't, no, there ain't none of those sins that I want to keep. Because if I hold on to them, they're going to pull me down to a, to a pit that Hezekiah said, God, you've delivered me from. <laughs> It's awesome. Definition. To go behind someone's back is to do something in one's absence. Wrongdoing or deceit. It's to do something without them knowing because they would not like it. Thing is, is God is omnipotent and omniscient. He's all-knowing. You can't go behind his back without him knowing. And I'm thankful that he's a merciful God and faithful and just to forgive us of our if we sin, he's faithful and just to forgive. If we confess it, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just. But if you continue or someone, I say you, I'm, you know what I'm this is shotgun preaching, just I say you and just this whoever. 
But if someone tries to go around God's back to sin, thinking they're going to get away with it, I'm telling you, they're not going to get away with it. And I don't ever want to purposefully, I'm not perfect. That's why I come to the foot of the cross. I'm not trying to hide and go behind him. I'm forgetting those things which are behind. And I'm pressing. Why? Because there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And I want to make it, don't you? You want to make it? Thank him for the cross? You thankful he turned his back to your sin, but not to you? God never turns his back to his saints. He turns his back to sin. There's a difference. Well, my, my, my. I don't have time to preach all that. So I'm going to close it so you know I'm done. Dave, you want to sing something? I don't know if she wants to sing or not. I'm thankful that there's some things behind God that <laughs> had my name on it one time. But they're not anymore. They're not mine anymore. They're, not, they're behind him. They, I, I put them behind the cross. And I'm going to leave them behind the cross. Thank God for Calvary. Thank the Lord for the cross. Thank God for the blood. Amen. If you're thankful that you have put your sins behind him, and God has turned his back to your sin and to your past mistakes, and you're walking with the Lord, why don't you lift your hands and just give God some thanksgiving right now.
and tell them, thank the Lord for grace. Amen. Praise God. God bless you in Jesus' name.